Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Dobberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. And in this episode of the podcast, I want to talk about an issue which Jews have wrestled with for thousands of years, but which is as contemporary as the front pages of the newspaper. The issue is the issue of Pijon Shivuyim, the redemption of captives, which Jewish legal experts, rabbis, and Jews in general have discussed and debated and wrestled with for centuries. And many of the questions that have been asked are once again contemporary as we witness the release of Brittany Griner from prison in Russia as the as in a prisoner swap with the Russians. I want to make it clear before I continue that I am not commenting on the Brittany Griner case itself beyond to say I am so thrilled that she is home. It is so good for her, for her family, for her friends, for all who know her and all who have, have come to know her over the past few months. At the same time, Lahavdil, to make a separation, it's so sad to know that Paul Whelan is still in prison in Russia, and we hope for his return to freedom sometime soon. I can't make any comments about this case beyond to say how wonderful it is that Brittany Griner is home, because I haven't been involved, obviously, and I don't know any of the backstory, any of what's happened behind the scenes, what choices there were, how this was done. So I will leave it at being, at celebrating her return. And now I want to talk about the questions that one asks in general about a situation like this. And I want to use Maimonides as a guide because Maimonides discusses the issue of Pijon Shivuyim, the redemption of captives, very seriously and extensively in his law code, basing himself on text from the Talmud and including some of his own thoughts. And again, the questions that he raises, the issues that he raises, are ones that any nation or, or whomever is involved must think about in terms of the process of redeeming captives, of bringing captives home. So let me begin with the first question. How important is it to redeem captives? Maimonides, from his Mishnah Torah, his law code, the redemption of captives receives priority over sustaining the poor and providing them with clothing. Indeed, he says, there is no greater mitzvah than the redemption of captives. No greater mitzvah than the redemption of captives. In his words, why is this? Because we, Maimonides says, have an obligation, obviously, to feed the hungry, to provide water for the thirsty, to clothe the naked. And he says, a person who is a captive is hungry, thirsty, unclothed, and, and is in mortal peril. So we have an obligation to bring food to the people in our community who are hungry, to clothe those who are naked, to provide them with the sustenance for life. But, he says, if there is a case of 
possibility of redeeming a captive, that takes precedence because the captive is in all of those situations, hungry, naked, etc., but also in mortal danger. So he says that this is the most important of all of the interpersonal mitzvot, interpersonal commandments relating to tzedakah. Listen to what he says. When the inhabitants of a city collected money for building a synagogue and a purpose associated with a mitzvah arose, I'm assuming he's talking about a mitzvah of tzedakah, they may use the money for that purpose. So congregation, a community solicits money from people to build a synagogue. They collect the money. They can use it for another purpose relating to tzedakah if that arises. However, he says, if they purchase stones and beams, they should not sell them and use the proceeds for tzedakah other than for the case of the redemption of captives. Once material has been purchased for the synagogue, you can't sell it in order to help others in terms of their physical needs, except in order to redeem captives. And he goes even further. He says, even though they brought the stones, cut the beams, and shaped them to size, and prepared everything for building, it should all be sold, but only for the sake of redeeming captives. So what he's saying is that the criteria for how to use money that's been collected for the purchase of a synagogue and how to use the objects which have been collected, which have been bought with that money, the criterion is different for the redeeming of captives because you can do things that you wouldn't do otherwise for tzedakah if the issue is the redeeming of captives, and that shows you how important it is. With the assumption that if a person's in a community, at least they have the community surrounding them, even if they're hungry and even if they're thirsty, and somehow that will get done but that it, can't, it absolutely needs to be an extra special effort to redeem someone from captivity who is in mortal danger. So that's the first point. Ein lecha mitzvah gadola There is no greater mitzvah than the redemption of captives. Perhaps part of the reason for this is because of the model of God redeeming the, uh, the Hebrews from slavery in Egypt, and so we perform this godlike act of redeeming captives. So that's the first idea. But then there's a caveat, and the caveat is fascinating. And this comes directly from the Talmud, but I'm going to use Maimonides' words. Ein podin etashvugim biyeter al demehen olam. It's a staggering statement. We do not redeem captives for more than their worth in order to benefit the world at large. You don't pay an exorbitant price to redeem a captive no matter how important it is, no matter how essential it is, no matter the fact that it's the most important mitzvah, you don't redeem a captive, he says, for more than their worth. Why? Because, he says, in that case, if you did that, enemies would then pursue people to hold them captive. You would be setting up a situation where enemies would realize it was a lucrative business to capture people and hold them as prisoners because they're going to be able to get a very significant amount of money or whatever it might be in order for that captive to return, to be returned. 
The Talmud, by the way, has another reason why you shouldn't uh, redeem a captive for more than they're worth, and that is because it would bankrupt the community. So either way you look at it, this is a strong statement. You do not redeem captives for more than they're worth. I understand, and I think we all do, I hopefully, the sentiment that there has to be some limit to what one is willing to do. But how can you determine the worth of a human being? How can you determine what is too much? How can you determine what you should do and how far you should go in redeeming a captive? Of course, it's all situational. But this is a situation that people face in this world as they did 2,000 years ago. Certainly, the state of Israel faces this. In its desire to bring prisoners of war back home, they have made the decision to have prisoner swaps which show many, many more political prisoners within Israel or prisoners in, 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 in prison for terrorism or whatever the issue may be, that they have shown themselves willing to release many, many more prisoners in order to receive one captive back. And many people support that within Israel because of the absolute infinite value of every individual and the desire to bring that individual home. And others have stood against it, saying in the long run, it's counterproductive and in fact, it's harmful to pay too much, to pay too great a price. This is a question that Jews have wrestled with for centuries and which we continue to wrestle with today, whether the issue is how, whether a prisoner swap should take place or how much money should be paid or what one should be willing to do to redeem someone who is in, who is capt in captivity, especially if that person is in captivity unfairly and unjustly. I don't have an answer that solves that that applies to every case and certainly not again to this particular one all i can say is that jewish tradition teaches us that it is an absolutely essential mitzvah to attempt to redeem a captive and if one does so that is a wonderful accomplishment and achievement to help that individual to freedom but that when the price is too high one has to step back and refuse to make that deal. Every situation is different, but it is one of the most complicated questions that can be asked. What is a human being worth? And what is the freedom of a human being worth? Until next time, thank you.